Hi folks, Josh here, proud to present the sounding board as always. Uh, a few notes before we get started. One note, really. You may notice an abrupt cut right around 35 minutes that goes straight into some music, and then we come back to a discussion that's completely unrelated to the one we were having before. You may also notice a distinct lack of Camden, or myself, talking about the albums that we listened to last week. There's a perfectly valid explanation for those, and uh, it's severe technical difficulties. Like, really bad. Like, we lost a good 40 minutes of audio where uh, we discussed a couple albums that will probably come up again. Um, hopefully next week. Hopefully we'll be able to get them in next week. But if you're keeping track, uh, that that's that. But other than that, um, oh, Camden's Hot Banger this week. Camden's Banger of the Week, certified Banger of the Week, was Crenshaw. Crenshaw off of Documentary 2.5 by The Game. And that song's pretty sick. You should check it out if you haven't. With that out of the way, please, please enjoy the sounding board starting now. My notes, bitch. My post wow, notes. Wow, we, we got notes today. We got wow. notes, boys. <laughs> we got notes, boys. Come on. <laughs> no, nah, man. I, I, I love Arrested Development, but that that fourth season just was not the same show. I don't know. I don't I know. Disagree, a hundred percent. Yeah, me too. Wrong, a hundred percent. But that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. It's. I forget that you're objectively right. <laughs> I am, in fact, ob- objectively. Yeah. Objectively correct. For, objectively forgive, forgive us. Forgive us. <laughs> forgive us for our sins. Objectively, the host of our once weekly podcast that is sometimes about music that you're listening to right now that is called The Sounding Board. Is it called Once Weekly because it was once weekly? <laughs> but in a few weeks, it's not going to be weekly. Because that's I, what it feels like to me. I don't think it, it doesn't feel like that's going to happen, no, but that feels no, like no, that's what you were no, saying. No, I was saying it comes out once weekly. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is the sounding board. It's a podcast that is sometimes about music. I'm your host, Josh Mintline, the voice of the sounding board. The person who gets saddled with this job. With me, as always, Camden Taylor. How's up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was gonna ask how you're doing. Sup? Uh that's, the sounding that's... board, in fact, is up. Also with me this week is Ted. <laughs> Babyface Hooker. That's it what was, you go with. <laughs> it was a throwaway, man. It Ted, was a, right. definitely a throwaway. Ted, I've known you for what? It must be six have, years? Si- what? Definitely not <laughs> what six <the> years. <laughs> Around six years. Five like or three six. or four. No, 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 because no, I've been out of school for three years. Yeah, but I've been in Alaska for five and, and I didn't I, know you until, like, the end of so the first year and a half. definitely five or less. Four. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure... Because I met you at Rachel's birthday party at the Gravel Pits. Oh, yeah. 
Was that? Are that you was sure? about that four years ago. Years. Yeah, are we you've sure, known are me you sure for like six years. Yeah, I've known you for the five years. Or yeah, whatever. are you sure we didn't just meet in the dorms sometime while you were you were RAing? I'm pretty sure. No, that guaranteed, guaranteed, because yeah. you were gone. And I remember Camden talking about his best friend Josh a bunch of times. Like that guy sounds like a nerd. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mine, mine cool, was six because cool. I right. met you when I was seventeen. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So probably, I saw you once. probably four and a bit then, because it couldn't have been that long between when you met Camden and me, because I was back that summer. I knew Camden for at least a year and a half before I actually met you, because I was gone the first summer I met Camden. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Ah, whatever. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Let's just say six time, years. We're going to go with six. <laughs> yep, six years. Objectively right. That's all right. Josh, oh, objectively I, right. Schmidt- I keep, we forgot I, again. I, I we keep forgot forgetting. Again. We, we, yeah. We, six well, years. Six we years. We momentarily and, and think in that 60 we, years. In the six years I've known you, years. I don't think I've ever seen you without a beard. Really? I've shaved like every like, year. Every year. Yeah, but you've shaved while I was in in other places. Seattle, not yeah. there. Last time I shaved was a uh, summer solstice of year before last. It's been about a year and a half now. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I've always I like I've always at least seen like the stubble. I've never seen you like fully baby baby face, and it's weirding me out. Well, he's got the stubble now. Yeah, no, the stubble's definitely back. back days, or, yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's the the lack of a mustache that's really killing me. I don't normally rock just mustaches. Well, yeah. I I know, but it it's just it the mustache is. I have part a pretty of like heavy mustache. That's mm-hmm. fair. Like yeah. out of all my beard, my mustache is like the heaviest part. Your um, your mustache but, is the prize, the like the pride and joy of your beard. If I had pride and joy in a mustache, it would be. <laughs> you could curl it, uh, wax it. I feel I like such a pedophile only with a mustache. I can't rock it. I almost, I almost did that for Halloween. I didn't have a costume plan, so I almost just went with like. I almost tried to be Jesse Hughes for Halloween. I was thinking oh, hard yeah, about that. Yeah, that would have been great. The problem was I shaved most of my beard. That would have been one of those ones that I, I think most people would not know the fuck you are, though. No, no one would. But like, yeah. <laughs> the the issue was like. I didn't have a costume planned, and then on the 30th, I was like, this beard is much too long right now. I don't have a trimmer, so I'm going to go d- straight back down to stubble, like, because the, the trimmer I use is like a three-fucking-millimeter thing. It's tiny. Um, so I shaved it all off, and then the next day I was like, man, I need a costume for this thing tonight. I should be Jesse Hughes. And I looked up a picture and realized he had a hell of a mustache that I no longer had the ability <laughs> to present <laughs> with. And so I... I gave up. I gave up, and instead of going to the thing, I hid my head in shame and played video games. And uh, on Halloween, on Halloween, I did jack shit. It was amazing. That's okay. We didn't do anything either. Yeah, we did. We did all our partying on on Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Friday, I did too. I went to an indie wrestling show on Friday. I sent yeah. you some pictures. I don't know if you got them through Snapchat, but... They, I, I, I check my Snapchat one. like once a month at best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so every time I check it, there's like 40 things in there. It's super exciting. Pretty there, was, <laughs> there was a match where the first person to came out... To, or to come no, out... I'll tell you who came out first. Oh, oh. Um, the first person to come out didn't come out in costume. He just came out dressed as, as, as his wrestler identity. And people were like, what the fuck, bro? Where's your costume? And then... The other three people in the match all sequentially came out dressed as the first guy. <laughs> Which was pretty great because one of the, the wrestler's gimmicks is that he is a giant human cat. <laughs> so he came out in the in the other guy's ring gear, plus like his cat shoulder pads, 
cat boots and like cat paws and tail. <laughs> it was Cute. really good. It was pretty <laughs> wonderful. Uh, that was a really dumb show. I got pretty drunk, but I mean, what else are you gonna do at, at that event? Yeah, yeah, right. Pay attention. Definitely not. Oh, to wrestling ah, all the time, all the time. It's so good. It's so good. You're just again. You're just not right on this one, Ted. Your idols disagree with you. My idols. All of your idols. All of the people that you think are tremendous musicians probably love wrestling. Man, like half of the tremendous musicians I like committed suicide. I don't look at everything they do and decide to do it. I'm going to be honest. That's a wrestling and suicide. Wow. Wow. It's a heavy comparison. I'm just saying. I try not to mimic people. Sometimes people make bad decisions like liking wrestling. Oh, God. Uh, (laughs) No, uh, I actually had a pretty wrestling-packed week because I found uh, somewhere to watch all of Lucha Underground, which is incredible. It's just so good. I think that's that's where you're going to have to start with wrestling when you finally sit down and watch the wrestling you promised me you'd watch. I did promise you, and I will eventually. I really like that episode of Angel, where there's a luchador <laughs> that like fought demons with his luchador team, but all of them died, and he's the only one. Number five, I think. So that's a name. pretty accurate description of Lucha Underground. Yeah, I would believe that. As it turns out. The the first episode has a guy with a temple and $100,000 in a briefcase. Hmm. And whoever impresses him the most gets the $100,000. And one of the wrestlers, his name is Prince Puma, he was living in L.A., but they traced his ancestry back to the Aztecs, who used to do ritual wrestling, where the loser would be sacrificed to the gods. It was pretty good. It was, in fact, really good. Uh, I really like Lucha Underground. But that was pretty much my week, was uh, wrestling and some music. And we we're going to hold off on the music talk for right now, because I want to hear about... What happened with you guys? Oh, man, we got so drunk. (laughs) (laughs) So when we say we did all our partying Friday. We did, (laughs) like, three weeks worth of partying on Friday. Like, uh, I ended up staying up for, like, a total of 26 hours that day. Because I had work at 5 in the morning. So on Friday, I was up at 4.30 to go to work at 5. Then... By, I want to say I was at the pub the first time at, like, 12, had a beer, left for a while, came back. Yeah, we started at the pub early. Came back to the pub. What time were we at the pub? Um, so, so I go to the pub every Friday to hang out out with all the uh, other electrical engineering students, because that's just, we all go there on Fridays. Everyone does. And now, like, everyone has different classes, so I don't really see them anymore, so, uh, we all go to the pub on Friday and complain about our classes for, like, several hours, and it's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah you need that. You yeah. need that. Yeah. yeah. I even like to hang out for that because they're all hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a, yeah, it's a fun group. So I did that, hung out with them, and uh, was kind of at the point where I had had probably too many beers to drive once all of them left. And then, <laughs> but then uh, Ted and Mickey and everyone else show, showed up, so I was like... Okay, I guess I'm Halloween just, starting just now. Staying here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because um, the pub was doing their first Halloween night on Friday night. Yeah, and I wanted to uh, to go to that for sure. And I, I guess I didn't really have any reason to go back home before doing that for sure. So, uh, yeah. So Cameron, we ended up. Oh, Cameron, I have a really important question. Okay. What percentage of your monthly income 
do you spend on beer at the pub? A large one. Yeah, like, yeah. so much. My monthly income is pretty small. <laughs> I spend, I don't, yeah, too much. Yeah, I don't want to do the math yeah. right now, because I'm going to get sad. Yeah. Okay, alright, I just, I just wanted to be clear, because I had a sneaking suspicion that you might be keeping them in business. It's not just us. Okay. Everyone that goes it, to the pub is the same people. Yeah, we're all it's the pub has the busy. same crowd. Like every if, you know, unless it's like a weekend, day. like a Friday or a Saturday night. Then With the big thing, the people who are there, it's the same fucking people every day. Yeah, and they're all our friends. Like we literally, <laughs> like the, the few people that aren't our friends, we wave at in public because we all know who we are. Yeah, it's pretty. There's hilarious. like a pub crowd. It's so it's, every day. It's basically. The college campus version of Cheers. I knew you were going to make that comparison. Yeah, though. Yes. It is actually Cheers, <laughs> but the college how campus. Have I, how have I avoided this pub every time I've gone to... Oh, You're wow. always here when it's closed. Yeah, it, it, closes, closed? it, closes, it closes every break and every summer. Wow, yeah. man. Yeah. Which is a shame. Yeah. Because it's no, the only I, barn I, like that I actually like here. Yeah. I, I guess I've got to visit Fairbanks sometimes that... When when it's not one of those times, shit. Fairbanks right. has kind of a lack of other good bars. It does. The other ones are a mess. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So right when I got to the pub, uh, Camden was like, "Should I change?" And I was like, "Fucking obviously, you're gonna change." <laughs> so he went upstairs, put his bag away so we didn't lose it because we all knew we would lose our shit if we didn't put it away. Yeah. I think I lost my pie. I well, I lost uh, both my glasses and my uh, rose tie. You lost the rose tie, <laughs> yeah. but that thing was perfect. <laughs> it's, oh, I could not shame. find any of those on Saturday Yeah, morning. no, I definitely. I think it's at the Harm House. I need to they're check. Def- they're definitely there. I just, I'm sure. Um, I thought I had lost my pants for a while. <laughs> no, I, I threw them <laughs> I in a like, place to keep them safe. Yeah, it's like fuck. I'm gonna have to walk home. Without with this pants. fucking Jambe Jambe costume on, it's gonna be so cold. <laughs> yeah, no, I kept them safe, just like your beer that you hid. So okay, so what happened okay, was yeah, start, we got keep, yeah, we got to from, the pub. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was already at the pub. We drank either four or five pitchers by ourselves. From that point, both of us having already been drinking, um, and we listened to some Halloween bands because we have Halloween bands play every year, and they're always great. Okay. Um, yeah, they do mm-hmm. like a uh, werewolf bar mitzvah and like <laughs> fucking monster mash and werewolf, werewolves of Love London. It. Werewolf of London, of course, was awesome. <laughs> Oddly, a... not a Halloween classic, but no, it should but be. They played and then it. They did like a, a psycho, psycho killer, killer. Yeah. which everyone was so excited about, yeah. which is so great. Because last time that played it at a bar, I was the only person that knew what that song was, and I was really mad about it. Um, but so that was great. We were dancing a lot and drinking way more, surrounded by people we knew that were super cool. And then at midnight, um, Lita showed up because she's underage, and she was like, "Oh, the thing I was done is done. We're going to that party now." And I was like, "Oh shit! All the people that are hosting that party are still in the pub right now." Mm-hmm. And then while I was talking to her, half of them left or started leaving. I was like, "Hey." You guys head to your house so we can go that way now? She's like, yeah, show up whenever you want. I was like, perfect. <laughs> so we left at midnight, went to go hang out at this house. I was there until 5.20 in the morning. Like, we got there. I was there until 2 p.m. the next day. Yeah, you were there literally all night and then the next wow. morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It was a black light dance party (laughs) where they played, like, fucking awesome music the whole time. We colored each other with highlighters and fucking acrylic. Oh, of course. Apparently, like, half the crowd was on ecstasy. There were people dancing on top of, like, a nice piano. There was, like, a really nice stand-up piano and, like, three people dancing at it at once without breaking it somehow. That was great. It was badass. It was such a fucking good Halloween. It was so much fun. We then, so we had those four to five pitchers by ourselves. We got there. I drank at least half a bottle of wine, if not more, and then like five or so there was PBRs. Wine. Did I, drink any of that? I don't know. I know Lita. <laughs> so Lita and I brought wine and then pretty much kept it to ourselves. I remember you handing me a few. Oh, I think you had a little bit of wine and then we're like, ah, and like dancing. And I was yeah. like, all right, I'm just going to keep drinking this wine with Lita. <laughs> and I was so drunk. <laughs> So goddamn drunk. It was super fun. There was so much dancing. Camden did a bunch more dancing than I did because I left at 5.20. We called a cab, got home, and I passed the fuck out Mm -hmm. until like 2 in the afternoon the next day. Yeah. What'd you get into the the, rest of your night, Camden? But the next day, we... I just passed out there. Like... It was everyone. Everyone who was left there, yeah. Everyone who had left there. There were like three beds upstairs, and basically everyone who was still at the party just went into groups into various (laughs) beds upstairs. Mm -hmm. Did you cuddle with Brady? Did a cuddle puddle? Yeah, it was pretty great. That sounds great. (laughs) Did a cuddle puddle and like yeah, basically passed out in five (laughs) seconds until (laughs) I laid down. It's like (laughs) five and a half to six hours of straight dancing. Yeah, fucking. Oh man, did I tell you? Like I didn't feel it. Uh, on Saturday, but yeah, on we were Sunday all morning, on Sunday morning, my legs fucking hurt really yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, I didn't feel it on Saturday. That's how it goes, <laughs> man. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you give it you two up. days. It's not yeah. the next day. It's the yeah. day after. No, I felt fine the next day. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I threw my back out. It's been out of place for like you two days. You threw your back out dancing. <laughs> like an old ass man. Like, why did okay, you so not, specifically, you gotta, Fucking was, Ted, you've got to tell me these things before the show so I can base your nicknames off them instead of calling you Babyface. What you the fuck, You haven't been doing man? nicknames, so I didn't what think you, about it. What would it. you have called him? Oh, fuck, I don't know, man. I would have had some time to think <laughs> about it. You would have had time to think about it. You would have had time Ted, to think about it. Ancient no, so like being a drunk bastard. <laughs> Ted um, decrepit. <laughs> Ted decrepit hooker. Ugh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, so being a drunk bastard, I was just like shaking my ass all the time, the whole time. <laughs> so I like put my hands on the ground, like wiggle my butt on all the people near me. It was hilarious. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that. that's what threw my back out, followed by passing out in the worst position ever on yeah, my bed. Like that combination. That's just pretty taxing. Me. The, the... Right? Taxing to an old man. The, the, the ground touching. Because I was like palms on the ground, which I can't do without stretching right now anyways. So that yeah. was a mess. Wait, you were you were twerking? Basically. Minus okay. like the actual twerking portion. I was just wiggling. Yeah. Okay, so you were you were white boy twerking. Got it. I was also down to boxers and an apron. Yeah. So it was kind of like twerking. Ted was stripping down. I Damn. only... I only had. I was so. Did, you, did we send you the the Jambe Jambe costume, right? Yes, you did. I was you wearing did. that, and that was like actually perfect. I was. Right? I like, was wearing a lot. I had more so clothes. much airflow. Like I felt <laughs> fine. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, my pants came off real fast, and then my shirt came off pretty soon after because I was wearing like 
pants and a long sleeve shirt, and I was like, fuck, yeah. this is so hot. There's so many bodies rubbing against me right now. I can't handle this. I ended up with some uh, intricate uh, marker patterns on my arms. <laughs> and your face. I yeah. drew one of the dicks on your face. <laughs> I knew it was dicks. It was only one checked. dick. I then turned into a smiley face oh, really okay. poorly. It, it just kind of turned a, into a It was a, a happy dick. Yeah. Happy dick. A happy yellow dick. Because um, it was a highlighter. Oh, also, oh yeah. So when I got there, Ted gave me two beers that I had, oh, yeah. had <laughs> that you know he had got me last week for watching his cat. He'd left them in his fridge, and I didn't drink all of them. So he gave me the last, the last two when we got there. And I had you know I'm I'm there at the party like trying to dance, and I have two beer cans in my hand. I'm like, and I don't have. Well, I should just put one in my pocket. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, you definitely had your big pocket. You pockets. were drunk. Yeah. It, it, it yeah. happened. There it's was okay. not much I, I forgot that my, uh, whatever the fuck those things are called. Uh, they were the my... black IPAs. Like no, the, my, the, my oh, piece you're, of clothing. Oh, yeah, whatever the fuck our clothes were. Yeah. Those jumbe jumbe outfits. My, like, uh, Indian leisure wear. <laughs> yeah, our Indian <laughs> leisure like. wear is yeah. exactly what it is. It has pockets, though, which is but awesome. And they're, like, fucking good awesome size pockets. pockets. Like, you can store your shit like in Like, a there. whole lot of shit. Um. But anyways, I could have just put the beer in there, but instead I'm like, all right, I'm going to drink this one right now, and I'm going to hide the other one, because I didn't want to put it, like, on the collective drink Because everyone else would have like, grabbed it. You know, cause yeah, the, you would have lost just, your beer. Someone, someone yeah, would have grabbed immediately. it. immediately. And you can't blame them. Like, yeah, there's just I would have done there. the same thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he hit That's it. where all the free beers go. Where everyone, so, you know, he did what everyone does when they're sober enough to do it. Yeah. He put it in his shoe. And then put my sock over it. And then put the sock over it. Stealthy. Right? Stealthy. Yeah. I like Tricky. it. It's clever. Yeah. No, like, it's smart. Yeah. yeah. Like 20 minutes later, though. I think it was less than 20 minutes. So, it was, I think, so I felt like right, I think, I'm going to make a prediction. I think, I think I forgot where it was in under 10 minutes. <laughs> it was probably okay. Did you then try to put the shoe on with the beer still in it? No. Okay. No. I, no, I, it was, we were on the dance floor, and Camden looks at me, and he's like, someone drank my beer. It's like the one no, you I, just Yeah, then when I was... <laughs> done with that one and I danced for a while I wanted another beer I went and looked for it on the counter <laughs> and I was like shit someone took it yeah oh well it was hilarious <laughs> was like, and I was like it's in his shoe but someone must have been like digging through shoes or something because that's what I would do oh yeah because like, I just bastard. told you someone took it yeah oh, so yeah, I, was, I knew sense. exactly where so it was like, oh. but I you know yeah. just I didn't, assumed yeah. you checked I didn't say anything shoe. about looking on the counter to you that's what I know oh yeah. man Oh, all right, now that was we yeah. drank enough that it didn't matter. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. At that point, you don't necessarily need that extra beer. No, it's just nope. a happy surprise the next day. Because two other, I had it on the walk back to campus the next day. Oh, yeah, of course you did. <laughs> good fucking choice. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because two other fucking full cases showed up. Yeah. of PBR that we all just dug into for the rest of the night. Man, yeah, it is it, was, it has been remember, some time. Since that's what I, you handed me a bunch of times. Oh yeah, PBRs. it was PBR. We just kept passing PBRs around. Yeah, we it had is, a lot of those. It has yeah. been some time since I've been to a party like that. That was awesome for me too, man. Yeah, it was like, I haven't been to. A good party I really like that. realized no, after no. that I kind of had really wanted to for a while. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it felt really great. Like it's one of those things. It's it's really fun to do every once in a while. Pretty much everyone there was really awesome. So yeah, you're just happy the, to be surrounded mm, by them. Yeah. All the parties that I get involved with now are like way more subdued. And I, you know, I bet I could have found something like that. Mm-hmm. Had I, well, no, all the parties I get involved with now are way more subdued. Even the ones and for that stuff are like for, way more messed up. Yeah, and for stuff 
like Halloween and stuff like that. Like that's when I want that, that kind happen. of thing yeah. for like big yeah. events and shit. Yeah. And they're super, totally. they're they're awesome people. They yeah. do dance parties every once in a while, and they're always really fun. Mm-hmm. And I like my subdued parties, but that was that was such a great Halloween. Yeah. I was so goddamn tired the next day, though. We uh we had a bunch of plans to do different things. Oh yeah, we were gonna get up all early and uh like go. So Hoodoo, our local brewery, had a their their third. They they uh, opened on Halloween, so they they turned three this Halloween. Um, so we, there, they had like tapped a new a new beer, a new pumpkin ale, and which I uh, didn't even try. They, I tried it; it was pretty good. I bet it. I was. don't usually like pumpkin ales, but um, Hoodoo's pretty consistent. They make great beers. Uh, they were doing that, and they were making stout floats for a dollar. I didn't even have that. Was, I had a root beer float. Yeah, I was. So I did have tired. a. I, I've now had a stout float. That mm-hmm. shit is good. That shit, Isn't it? that shit is so good. Good, good. Yeah. man. Like, like, like a, when I heard it, I was like, okay, that sounds like it could be good, but I was yeah. not prepared well, for how I, good it is. I already yeah, like, like dark, rich beers like that. So. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm. No, exactly. Mm. Yeah. So that tasty. That's like the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. But um, anyways, so we ended up going there, but so I didn't uh, leave that house until... Uh, so my car was on campus, which is pretty close to where we were. Yeah. So I could have walked, but uh, Mickey and Hannah were walking there too. So I just said, "Oh, come meet me here," and they came over, and then we just hung out downstairs there for like a while. It was like super fucking slow moving morning. You yeah. Know, I had like four cups of coffee. Everyone's super goddamn tired. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, there was uh, brunch there. Wasn't yeah. There? Oh, I missed out. It was on just brunch. like potatoes. Dude, it sounds like those. Potatoes it sounds like things. they know how to party. I don't know. Dude, those like, guys yeah, are fucking on it. Yeah, Dancing they're... on pianos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, those are like the party friends. They're so good at it. Yeah, but yeah. So eventually we left from there. <laughs> so I think uh, yeah, from there is me um, and Mickey and Hannah, and we just walked back to campus, and then which is a nice uh, walk. Yeah, Mickey's dildo was hanging out. Oh, he his still had his pants, dildo in his flopping hands. back and forth. He had a double-sided <laughs> dildo that it was his his Gabriel sword. <laughs> that was so fucking funny. Um, anyways, we go uh, back to campus and we picked up Hooper and oh. went to and then went to uh, to Hoodoo. And it, by now it's like two thirty or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys got there. Yeah, a little bit before us. We were just in bed. I was in bed. Lita couldn't sleep, so she was like up and around for most of the morning, and I was just mm. fucking dead to the world. Yeah. And then eventually, she's like, "All right, it's like one forty-five. You got to get out of bed. We got shit to do." <laughs> <laughs> I remember, right. remember when Mickey called you. He just like yelled stout floats at you. I know. <laughs> I was like, like right. stout floats. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to go now, Mickey. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> But we, we drove there, and I was like, I think I'm going to die. Yeah. I need to eat something and drink coffee. So I stood there for a minute. I had a root beer float. I was like, all right, I'm going to go get lunch and breakfast and coffee. I'll be back. Yeah, so Ted and Lita were there really briefly, then, like, swung by on the way back. Yeah. But uh, me and Mickey and Hooper stayed there for, like, three hours. <laughs> yeah, you guys and I, I had ever. no idea we had been there that long. It was one yeah. of those things, like, I only had, like... A one like one full beer and then one of the stout floats, which are pretty small. They're just like little plastic cups with a little bit of stout and some ice cream. Yeah, it's a small amount. Um, and then like yeah, we we're sitting there. We like ate some nachos, and then we like look at the clock there. It's like oh, it's like five forty-five. <laughs> Fuck. 
It's like we should probably go. You guys just like stood <laughs> there, kind of yeah. We just stood outside around the heater thing, <laughs> like drinking and talking every once in a while. <laughs> And then three hours later, we left. Yeah, it was insane, because none of us were hungover, which is crazy for how much we all drank. We were all just super tired. Then we went to the pub. I met Camden there, and we're like, well, fuck this. We stayed there for, like, 30 minutes. We were there for, like, 30 minutes, talked to a couple friends, and, like, all the few people we knew that were there, and we just went and watched Wet Hot American Summer at my house and then passed out. (laughs) Yep, yep, that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. So yeah. great. All right. No, but it was it was a great weekend. It was such a good weekend. Yeah. Oh, man, it sounds like it. I had a I had a pretty. And then good I weekend. actually got so much homework done on Sunday. What? I got like I got caught up in everything. That's crazy. Oh, and then today, I after uh my class, I like stapled one of my homework assignments and was going to put it in the TA's box. And his and you know the front office was closed. Like the lady was out to lunch, so I was like, oh well. So I like folded up and put it in my back pocket, and then I. Uh, walked around campus listening to music for like 20 minutes and when I got back in here this is like when I saw you yeah. I looked in there and realized it had fallen out of my pocket <laughs> oh, so I lost one of my homework assignments uh, I went and retraced my steps and I just couldn't find it I don't know oh. pain in the ass yeah so that sucks but uh I, just... <laughs> I almost I almost had that happen with my rent check a couple like last month oh, oh yeah. good yeah yeah no I reached back to like pull my rent check out and it was, all, like, hanging two-thirds of the way out of my pocket, and I was like, fuck. Yeah. I never think way. about that, because it happens with back pockets. I never it does. It. They just, like, your Wiggle. butt pushes your butt them up. just is like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's gone. Yeah. I, I learned. I no longer keep rent checks in my back pocket. Yeah, I shouldn't that keep been, anything in there. That would have been really bad, actually. Yeah. Wouldn't have been great. Yeah. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> all right, guys. I want to talk about... That thing that we sometimes talk about on the sounding board. Uh. <laughs> right? I know I know we're not actually here for that. I know that really this is just an excuse for us to catch up and stay in touch since we live so far away. Oh, we're like summer camp friends. Yeah. We gotta give right, the people man. what they want. We gotta yeah. give the people what they want. Yeah. And what they want is dick pics. God damn it. No no. <laughs> but let's talk about some music. Cameron, do you wanna do you wanna start us off? No, I want you to no. start us off. No, oh, fuck shit. that. <laughs> fuck that. I, I introduced myself first. Switch it up. Oh, but... Looks like I'm taking control. Alright. No, 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 no. Josh. <laughs> the voice of the sounding sword is spoken, Josh. <laughs> That's not how it works. Um No, okay, I can yeah. I can start. I can start. No, you want to. I can tell you want to. You, uh, you <laughs> know what? Ted, what'd you listen to? <laughs> Wait, no, you're starting. No, no, I just passed the buck. Right, you're okay. You're supposed to know because I gave you a list. I don't even remember. I just made those albums up. Actually, those no, aren't even real. <laughs> yeah. Camden, you don't understand how this works. You huh. give me the list, and then I ask you about it, and we pretend <laughs> that I don't know what it was, so yeah. that we can make the discussion fresh and spontaneous. Oh, mm, yeah, like the script Ooh. says right here in my hands. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fresh and spontaneous. <laughs> it's like, be fresh and spontaneous. Yeah. It says, be fresh and spontaneous. <laughs> Always both, never just one. Always yeah, both, no, man. never just one. <laughs> you need improving Will Smith in here. That's all That's all we want. Yeah. Ted, tell, okay. me, tell me a little bit about what you listen to. We're going to have you take us away. I'm just waiting for yours. 
Logan, I have nails. All right. I didn't listen to much, so I'm actually a pretty good easy start. Um, so obviously I listened to the album of the week this week. Um, other than that, I haven't really had much time to spend with music. It was really quite sad. The big one... so heartbreaking. I know. It really is. I love music, and it's really <laughs> sad when I'm going to spend, like, fucking hours and hours listening to it. The big ones I listened to um, would be... Oh, wherever it went, Psychic by Dark Side. I don't know if we've spent any time talking about that on here. I feel like we probably yeah. have. Okay, I thought I feel so. Like we've, yeah, we've mentioned it in passing, a couple but, times. But I imagine we talked about it a number of times because you that's know, like it's, it's an such album worth a, going back to. It's such a phenomenal album. Um, it came out what two years ago now? Yeah, it was. I probably it was number one on our like top fifty albums of the year list when we were doing the mint um because it was just so fucking good it's a two-man band and i can't remember anything about two it right man two man <laughs> band it's mammed by two mams it's just so good that there's two mams involved um it's a short album uh but it's it's i don't know how to describe it all it's I, my, a guy with my a guitar favorite description is the one that um i i can't remember the name of the people involved but one of the guys the the quote is uh i went into it to make a 70s guitar record he went into it to make a dance record and we both got, yeah. got what we wanted Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's a really great description. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's this really weird fusion of electronica and like ripping seventies guitar. Yeah. yeah, I like it a lot. It's super cool. <laughs> it's a that's that's pretty much what it album. is. Yeah, and that that quote is not verbatim, but that is the like, spirit of. Uh, it sounds like yeah, it sounds like a reinterpretation of like a modern reinterpretation of like a lot of old school psychedelic music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but. But done in like a way that like it doesn't sound like old music really. No, it sounds like super fresh the way. But that when is. that guitar comes in, man, it's just <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's so good. That oh. slow builds and then you just feel it. Oh, yeah. it's so great. It's essentially the beat drop or like the bass dropping feeling, but way better as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> oh, I oh love psychic it's by Dark Side. A, yeah, it's such a fucking good album. I would highly recommend it to anyone that's listening. If you haven't listened to it. Just stop the podcast right now. Play the album, then come back. And it's then you're better right. than yeah, the podcast. Right. <laughs> I didn't it's say that. Less of a time investment than the podcast. <laughs> yeah, a little bit less. Definitely less of a time investment. You can investment. listen to the whole thing in 40 minutes. Yeah, you can listen to <laughs> the whole like... thing and then listen to like the live version and still podcast would be playing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure if, if the sounding board is still around in a year or two, it'll come up as an album of the week eventually. Like, It's one that we all really, really loved. It's very possible. Um, yeah, it's a super fucking good album. It's really awesome. I really like the producer. The guitarist is really phenomenal. It's every aspect of it is worth Their checking names, out. by the way, Thank you. are Nicholas Jar, the producer, and Dave Harrington, guitarist. So, way back, uh, shortly after we had Lana on the show, I'm, I mentioned that I went to, to her house show and saw 
a girl open for her that I was really impressed by, that just had a terrific voice and who did some live looping, and I was like, that's the shit. We should have this person on sometime. Uh, right, so her album came out last week. Uh, her, her indie album that she kickstarted uh, is now on iTunes and Spotify and all that all that stuff, and I gave that a listen. And uh, it's, it's piano-driven dri- singing, songwriting... No, it was it was a solid album. It was very much a debut album, uh, and it was very much like an indie album, a singer songwriter, one person. So, like, I don't when I listen to that, I don't expect innovation necessarily, uh, but I expect quality, and it was a quality album. It was cool. Um, and it there's some tracks on it that were just like immediately really hard hitting. There was one uh, called um, Cat Collar, spelt like the thing you wear around your neck. Well. Some people, some people, uh, that that was about being catcalled, uh, and was really like really heavy and interesting, and a lot of a lot of really interesting, um, clearly very personal material, and I liked it. And uh, you guys should give it a try sometime because I talked briefly with her way back when about maybe having her on, and if we were gonna try and pursue that, I'd want to know that you guys were interested in doing that. Yeah. Cool thing. I'm down. <laughs> Good. Great. I'm glad. It's settled. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, now that you've, you've sure. listened to it in the last six seconds. Uh, here, oh, let's man. do a jump cut. Uh, speaking of that, I have a, oh. a funny piece of news. So remember that time when I uh, did an interview with a band here? Yeah. <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> when when we uh, recorded that interview, the interview went, went fine. It was, it was not great, but, you know, it went okay. Uh, I... We just hired a new production manager, who is a child. Um, he's eighteen, so he's, he's just younger than all yeah, of us. Yeah, he's. But uh, he, so he was going through and like putting that together, and then he realized that all my questions were missing, and oh, it, it no. turns out I did not turn my mic on when I did the interview. Rookie so, interview mistake. Yeah, so wait, I have to go. I have to go wait, listen to it and like an record back mistake. some questions because I have like all the things I. You've got to overdub it. Really yeah. confident and good now. Be like, yeah. well, tell me. I'm actually, actually going to totally change the question. Yeah, yeah you can like, do even better now. You can just like take everything. exactly what their answer was <laughs> and then just tailor your question to that. You're saying exactly. like I should just have myself ask the same question like Every over and time. over again and get like continually more upset that they're not <laughs> answering the question like oh man that would be pretty that would be pretty good too I, like, I, what's I your like favorite the... type of cereal god damn it i've been asking for five <laughs> yeah. minutes well you know the thing about punk music <laughs> yeah. like, no no that, that, that so would be anyways, good yeah i uh I fucked up, <laughs> but, but we can fix it. We can fix it. It's an easy fix. Yeah. Hey man, you're, you're not. At least, you're at not, least not I didn't leave off. their mic off. Yeah, yeah. That would have been way worse. Yeah. You're, you're not alone. I actually. I don't know if I, I, actually, I, know if I could uh, play six different people. <laughs> I actually listened to to oh, an interview no last week that said. had been overdubbed just like that yeah. because they had forgotten to turn their own mic on. Oh, that's and they were a professional who's been in the industry for a while. Dude, so, you know. Happens. I could have sworn I had my mic on. Apparently it wasn't. That shit happens. Yeah. It's so I was funny. very nervous. <laughs> so Yeah? Yeah. I blame I blame my, my nerves. The shaking. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was doing this. <laughs> shake, 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 shake. So, <laughs> how'd you guys meet up? 
sweat <laughs> pouring off yeah. of you. Just, just sweating. All right. That's for the, pro- the oh. sweat probably, probably went into my yeah. mic and shorted. Yeah. Oh, happened. I've I've killed yeah. more headphones than I care to admit like that. <laughs> oh, Jesus, dude, you you sweat when you when you work out, right? So you're wearing some earbuds, and the sweat gets yeah. in you, and then they die. That's why you get waterproof earbuds, Josh. I don't have those. <laughs> I don't. I don't have those things. I should have those things. I don't have those things. Yeah. What I do have <laughs> is an album that I want to talk Jesus. about. <laughs> oh, we're still going. I thought we were done. God, I thought that was it. Yeah, you thought we'd uh, we'd turn the mics off, right? Yeah, I've turned it no, off right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, click, guys. This is I kind of hmm. Well, let's talk about this album because man, we probably should have gotten to it like fifteen minutes ago. God, I was so sure this let's, would be one of those episodes. Let's all go around and summarize this album in three words. Ready? Go. I have to intro the album before we can summarize. <laughs> that was it. way more than three words, Josh. <laughs> So, the album for this week was Josh Homme's Queens of the Stone Ages, Songs for the Death. <laughs> now, we've talked about Josh Homme on this podcast before. We, uh, in fact, listened to groundbreaking stoner rock album, <laughs> Blues for the Red Sun, by Caius. We did. Yeah. I remember picking that. <laughs> I feel like I feel like this is going to sound like I'm 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 like trying to edit this together and make it. No, yeah. this is just me trying to remember. We listened to uh, "Blues for the Red Sun" by Caius on April twentieth, and when I told Reeves Richards that, he fucking lost it. Oh, I'm so he was glad we got that joke. Real hard. <laughs> as soon as I told him we were we were doing this album, he said we had to talk about Caius, and I was like, brother, we're way ahead of you. <laughs> Because I'm a wrestler now and say brother. Yeah, a lot. I, I heard that in your voice when you did that. That's, that's gonna be our thing now. If we if we do a a album by a band that has like another big band they're associated with, we only talk about the other band. Yeah, every time, yep. just like <laughs> what happened with the at, at the, the drive-in. Drive yeah, it's gonna be so Caius. <laughs> yeah, so Caius. So let's talk about Blues from the Red Sun again. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good album. I don't know, man. Um, Songs for the Deaf was the third. That's it. Fucking God damn it. Songs for the Deaf was the third album by Queens of the Stone Age. Yes. It was uh, (laughs) the second was was rated R, also a terrific album, and the first was self titled. I call the first "Sexy Lady." Sexy Lady (laughs) is the the, the alternate. Yeah, yeah, it's the "Sexy Lady" is the alternate title for Queens of the Stone Age one. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So Songs for the Deaf is is really cool. I really like it, and like I don't have a whole lot of history that I can give you about it, other than it was their their breakout album and was kind of when they got recognized internationally, worldwide. Mm-hmm. It it charted it top twenty in most of the charts it was it was on in like Australia, Belgium, Norway, the UK, uh, the US. I think it was number seventeen. What about North Korea? Yeah. No, did not chart in North Korea. <laughs> oh, man. They were I thought they too loved busy. Queens. Yeah, I thought they were all about Queens. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it it a lot of people think that this will will argue for Songs for the Deaf as the best Queens of the Stone Age album. Yeah. I heard it before. Uh, hear it a lot. It it reviewed extremely well. Uh, I I pulled up a Pitchfork review, which was a 7.9, mm-hmm. which is 
It's too low. Probably too low for this I think you can safely say that's uh, that was a, a, a misfire on It was a little too low for the album. But like they're they're still super positive about it. Like the the last line of this review I actually I actually kinda love. It's a uh, if the entire album was as strong as the first three tracks, it'd probably burn you alive. As it stands, <laughs> Queens of the Stone Age settle for attempted murder. Wait. And that ain't bad at all. But the album is as strong as the first three tracks. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I so I'm, I'm in a way I'm kind of with the review in that I think that there's some weakness in the middle, uh, mm. but we can we can get to that. <laughs> we can get to that. I love Queens of the Stone Age. They're one of my favorite bands. They're one of the heavier bands that I, I listened to and one of the heavier bands that I got in I, I've ever really gotten into. Uh, I still remember how I got into them. In fact, drums. Um, Guitar Hero Three, <laughs> which was basically uh, a drum. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad you have the the braveness to admit that. No, 100%. Guitar Hero <laughs> yeah. 3. What's on with threes it? and sevens yeah. was on that, that, was in that game, and I was like, this song is the shit. Mm-hmm. And then I went and listened to Queens of the Stone Age, and I was like, this is nothing like that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's pretty fucking good. Um, I got into Queens of the Stone Age when they were uh, doing their early desert sessions, and I would go to those shows all the time. I was probably about... Uh, Eight years old. I was or, actually part of Queens you know. of the Stone Age yeah. when I was. I, like, I, I let me jam with them every once in a while. I'm, I'm, I think I'm on like volumes two and three. Pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to try and go too deep into into that. I, I picked this album because I think it's fantastic. And you assholes told me I had to pick something that I really loved. So here we are. Uh, it's it's got a ton of people on it. Um, and I don't have a list. Josh Homme's on it. Uh, Dave, Dave Grohl. Nick, Nick Oliveri. Sure yeah. Don't Oliveri's forget about it. Nick. He has some of the uh, best parts on this album. When he screams and shit. He's a fucking <laughs> he sounds screamer. like a fucking crack-addled maniac. Yeah, he fucking does. <laughs> God. Well, I mean, that's, that's true to life. Um, yeah, I know. That's what he it. does for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> he stopped uh, playing the, a character. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh man, it's all it's all going. Hmm. Okay, why don't you guys Mark, tell me what you thought of this album? But, uh, other than did you 7.9 say did you say Mark low. Mark Lanigan? He didn't. Oh yeah, yeah. Mark Lanigan was from uh, uh, Screaming Trees because he's mm-hmm. on a couple of the Queens of Stone Age albums. And uh, Eric Valentine yeah. produced it. Was the uh, was the new producer for it? Uh, you've also got Brendan McNeil, who was on the earlier Queens of the Stone Age albums, and Gene Troutman. Um, and then some multi-instrumentalists, uh, mm-hmm. Natasha Schneider and Elaine Johannes. Uh, apparently, uh, Jordy White from of, of Marilyn Manson fame oh, okay. auditioned for the band in 2002, but was beaten out by Troy Van Leeuwen. I don't know how to say that name. Oh, yeah. Was he doing uh, guitars and shit on this? Like second guitar? Yeah, I, I think guitars. so. He was, I think uh, he's on, yeah, I think he's <laughs> guitars and shit. <laughs> I think he's on a few of them. I don't. Yeah, remember. I think he might have. I think it was on Lullabies to Paralyze. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Queen of the Stone Age is one of those bands that just has like a revolving lineup. So. Yeah, it's it's basically yeah. it's basically Josh Homme and whoever yeah, Josh Homme thinks. Yeah, is he's cool. the only consistent member. So. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, what did what did you guys think? Let's do a let's do sort of a quick overview. A three, I know you, a three, three words. I know, <laughs> yeah. I know, I know you loved it, Camden, because you're with me and think this album is terrific. Ted, I don't think we've ever really talked about Queens of the Stone Age, except that you haven't listened to too much of them. Eh. I'm just kidding. Don't worry. <laughs> Not actually oh, yeah. giving it an eh. Uh, no, this, this album's really fucking great. Um, what I've heard of Queens of the Stone Age, I fucking really like. They put out some kick-ass music. Um, their production is always incredibly clean. They have some really cool ideas, and Josh Homme has a voice like a bell. Yeah, so it's really and has hard not the to best like guitar tones. He ha- no, <laughs> oh, I, so I made a note about that. Like, yeah, I that's remember. one of my, my favorite things about his guitar playing. Is like the oh, tones yeah. he picks are fucking perfect. And, and, so, like, it's, and they yeah. and they totally like he has like a unique tone he uses. That's kind of it's like yeah. kind of like over fuzzed, you but totally, sounds like. Mm-hmm. Cleanest know. over fuzz yeah. you'll ever get. <laughs> it's it's such a defined sound too because mm-hmm. like I hadn't listened to this album in at least a year and a half, maybe two. Um, and you know I picked it because I knew I liked it, but it wasn't until I was in the middle of listening to it and no one knows came on and I was like, yep, okay, yeah, yeah. And then as I was listening through it, like I would hit I would hit another track where I had that exact same reaction. Mm-hmm. Like go with the flow. Do it again. God is in the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, mosquito song. Oh man, I yeah. forgot how badass God is in the radio is. Mm. You know, <laughs> you know God. You know it. It, uh, it has. Um, what's it called? It's got a message recorded in it backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Right. Yeah. I remember yeah. that because so I I had this album on like CD when I was a kid. And I was riding the bus and I had like the the, the cool man. Yeah. So I remember trying to hear the message, but my my reverse. My sorry, my rewind would do like the choppy rewind, oh. so I could never, I could never hear. Oh it. no! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a, a back mask is what it's called. It was mm. it. It says uh, it's it's Josh Homme speaking. It says I've been dying to watch you look over your left shoulder in the apartment. I'm in Eric's room. You're inside my hands. This is your god. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a weird oh, one. he's so oh he's so weird, uh, but so fantastic. And and this is like it's a it's sort of a concept album. Mm, yeah, like it's and, got and it's 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 a concept album in the way that like it has a very cohesive feel to it. Yeah, like the feel of the uh, late night drive through the desert with the radio yeah. station and all that. Yeah, like, totally. And the that. the radio names that they choose are yeah. so fucking funny. Yeah, the radio names are fantastic. Uh, we've got we've got KLON clone radio. Yes. We sound more like. Oh man, I saw a guy else. once who had a KLON radio shirt that had like oh. that slogan on. I was like, I need that. That's oh, so I want it. Perfect. I want it so badly. I, I need um, to look for that shirt. What else is I there? Said, we uh, sound more like anyone else than anyone. There's else. the womb. I'm oh, sorry, we sound more like everyone else. Everyone else. Yeah, W O M B the womb. Yeah. Um, KRDL the Curdle. Uh-huh. Yeah, the Curdle music. For it. <laughs> yeah. What's the one that's all death metal all the time? Yeah, that's death metal all the time. <laughs> I forget one. what the name of that one is. Oh, I can't remember. Shit. Oh, and, then, I don't know. and then there's a minute of Nick Oliveri screaming. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So, yeah, clearly, we we all think this album is pretty terrific. Uh, does, yeah. Do do uh, either of you have any songs you want to single out? Other than God is in the radio, because we already just... You mm. can go. I'm Man, gonna, I'm gonna um, give a whole spiel. Yeah, you're gonna this, do your so. spiel. So yeah, the big ones I, for me. I've got like the big obvious ones. No one knows is fucking mm-hmm. unbelievable. Like as soon as it starts, I'm just like, yes, okay. I I understand immediately why people love Josh Homme. Uh, my note is 
mm, immediately pleased. <laughs> God, the voice like a bell, backed with those heavy fucking guitars. It's so fucking punchy. Yeah. It's so good, like, yeah. It's so punchy. And I, I think he does that a lot throughout this album. These really short, hard notes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, mm, he's so fucking good at it. It gets, and it's been stuck in my head for fucking days and it's so fucking good <laughs> good um and then it goes right into first it giveth and that guitar tone comes in and it's so strong and it's so gripping uh, that was my note was the guitar tone used uh it sounds fucking fantastic um then obviously the next one being uh where did you go song for the dead uh yeah. song for the dead was definitely a fucking good one, one of my i'll let you guys get into that one because i liked yeah. that one a lot but i knew you'd like it more um so the next big one that i liked was go with the flow obviously another really big one that they're known for super easy to listen to delicious um <laughs> and then mosquito song those are the ones oh, that suck out man to me. mosquito song though yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that that song's fucking phenomenal. But I figured we can work our way down the fucking or whatever. Mariachi band horns. At oh the yeah, end yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so only good. built to that. Da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the lyrics for Mosquito Song are so dark, and yeah. he uh, he stole he stole some lyrics from Mosquito Song for one of the the, the other albums, didn't he? Well, he uh, made Lullabies to Paralyze the, yeah. name, the name of the next album. That's right. So, that's yeah. right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. God, I love Mosquito Song. It sounds so different than anything else on there. Yeah, it sounds out so much. It's got that steel guitar. It's so fucking good. And the the strings and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've I've told you guys about this before, but I I so highly recommend. And Ted, I think you'll love this. There is a string quartet cover of this album <laughs> called "Strings for the Deaf." <laughs> that that is just terrific it used to be my studying album like when i needed to go to the library and bust out a paper i would put that on is it vitamin string quartet i i don't know who did it i um, feel like they I, would do it that seems like something they do they were super into that sort of covering i'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up but it's a uh, it's so terrific um various artists uh Vitamin String Quartet. Yeah, that's mm. definitely what I thought. They <laughs> yeah. are super keen on that. They did a cover of um, one of the Muse albums, like Coldplay. They've done fucking so many cover albums. They're all really cool. Definitely yeah, this one is awesome. Highly recommended. I think I think you'd be really into it. Um, and it's it's really cool how they break it down into into its components and then do a separate uh, a separate set of strings for the vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, just really fantastic. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I love this album. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, no. Um, okay, Camden, you had yeah. uh, you had some ones. Okay, so um, I've been listening to this album for a long time. Um, <laughs> yeah. And by a long time, I mean uh, ten years. That's a solid yeah. amount of time. So I, because I remember I uh, was so I was introduced to this album by uh, a friend of mine. When I was in middle school, this was like this was sixth grade, I believe, um, and this was the first album I heard by them, and this was like when I was first learning to play guitar too. Yeah, so I remember hearing shit like, uh, and the thing about this album is like, there's just so many fucking like top notch riffs all over the yeah. place, like. Mm-hmm. 
that like this is one of the first ones. Like I remember like buying the guitar tab book for this <laughs> album and like trying to learn all the songs and because uh, this is when I was first when I was first learning it. Like it was really hard to play. Uh, no one knows because it uses like some fucking weird chord shapes, <laughs> um, and I couldn't play it back then. Uh, I remember that. Uh, but yeah, I kind of I kind of fell in love with it back then. But I think I. Uh, it's it's one of the the few from that time that I I will still come back to and like more than I, than yeah, I did back no then. Yeah, no shame about it. Like, um, yeah, because no it was one of the ones one. I was really into that was actually a really fucking good album. That's so rare. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> it so made true. me this one made yeah yeah it's so <laughs> rare. I don't I don't yeah so many other albums I listened to in sixth grade I would never I would tell anyone not about. be able to make through, <laughs> make it through the whole thing. But anyways, uh, I became a pretty big fan of this, uh, and then I kind of followed them from then on. Like, I remember buying Lullabies to Paralyze the day it came out at, like, the the fucking Best Buy or something, whatever it was close Borders, by. Borders, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Starbucks. Whatever's available in uh, suburbia, California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so books a million, um, and you know, then they they kind of went on through. So Lullabies Paralyzed came out after this. I, I got really into that album. Then I went out, went back and checked out uh, Rated R, which is fucking amazing. Rated I R, love, terrific. I that was the Rated other R. one I was thinking about. Yeah, uh, picking yeah. For this Rated week. R is so good, and to me, like the first album's really good too. But the first album's kind of more just like it sounds kind of like a more of like a quickly thrown together jam out yeah. jam out session yeah totally yeah. um but it's still really good like it's got some good songs on there and has some great riffs uh but yeah so like rated r through lullabies to paralyze i think are all fucking amazing i think lullabies to paralyze is really underrated um and one of the things this whole string of albums in queens of the stone age has that uh i really fucking like that they don't really do as much anymore is like there's so much like weird well there's still weirdness in their music but there's so much like creepiness in a lot mm-hmm. of these albums that kind of went away in a lot of their uh their other stuff like i like all their other stuff too but um but yeah like for example uh just just songs on here like uh fucking god is in the radio is really eerie yeah uh, like, fucking song for the a... song for the debt song for the deaf yeah the the final one songs yeah. for the deaf is fucking creepy as shit that song used to scare the fuck out of me when i was a kid <laughs> yeah That's like, a weird i used to song. like not be able to listen through the whole thing i would just like when it would uh get into oh, like the, it, there was like the, the, uh, the, the and then you yeah. hear like him doing like the weird whispering behind it like oh. that used to freak me out man <laughs> i, I, I kind of really like that there's the uh the redone version of uh the opening track from rated r mm-hmm. at, uh, at the end they redo feel good hit of the summer but they just replace all the lyrics with maniacal laughter <laughs> like that's that's what the the latter part of that track is of song for the deaf you're, yeah. you're thinking of rated R. They do that on rated R. No, man. It's 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 it, it's in a song for the deaf. Um, I, maybe it was only in some some releases, but that was a that was a thing that was in uh, song for the deaf. It's a. Uh, it's actually it's mentioned here. On, oh, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think I might have forgot about that because I usually was skipping over the silent part at the end of that. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, no. But after, no, they, after they, the they did a they part. did a repri- reprieve of uh, 
that song in Rated R too. Yes, they did. Okay, <laughs> they did that as well. <laughs> well, well. Anyways, like I said, when I was a kid, I usually skipped that song. And <laughs> such a spooky song. Uh, yeah, so spooky. But uh, anyways, um, I don't know. I really fucking like this album. I think it's one of the best rock albums of that decade. It's a phenomenal uh, album. And I, I think Radar is one of them, too. But uh, I don't know. They they kind of have a an interesting spot in, like, music at that time. Like, I don't think... I just don't think there are pretty, like, really any other just, like, kind of regular style rock bands that are as that were as good as them in that time period. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least that I liked as much. I don't know. Yeah, if, like, if there are, I don't, I don't know them. Like, yeah. I have I have such a soft spot for for Josh Homme. Like we've talked about this before. I'm a huge fan of his. Like the way that you're talking about being a fan of a, a band, I am just a fan of that musician. Yeah. Like and and I will check out whatever he does. Um I it's it's interesting. What did you think about uh Light Clockwork? Hmm? Oh, I loved Light Clockwork. Dude, that was such a good yeah. album. I yeah. think I think uh Light Clockwork was was their best thing since Lullabies to Paralyze, which wasn't really anything. <laughs> there, there's not the, anything the old, between that. So, yeah, I'm not... A, Aaron I'm not, Volgaris. I'm not, you didn't I'm, like Aaron Volgaris. I like it. I don't think it's that good. Um, sure. I think it's I think it's pretty uh, hit or miss. Um, yeah, and it was kind of a disappointment after I mean, after Lullabies I and Songs for the Deaf. I, I can't even really remember. I can remember some stuff on there. Like, I think, I think Misfit Love is a fucking awesome song. Um... Uh, I'm designer is really cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, threes and sevens is catchy, but uh, it's so catchy. Yeah, it's so catchy. Um, there's some, other, yeah, but a lot of the stuff on that album I didn't like as much. Yeah, I I really like like Clockwork. Uh, that was actually one of my favorite albums of that year. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened I'm... I listened to it a lot. I think it was really strong. I think it was also another one that was underrated from them because I think they kind of fell off a lot of people's radar because they hadn't released an album in like six years. Um, because of of Hami's, uh kind of falling out of music for a while. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, because he uh, hadn't really done much like in other things either. Yeah, well, after um, after he he was touring super frequently between uh, Eagles of Death Metal, Queens of the Stone Age, and them Crooked Vultures. Mm-hmm. He was touring like crazy and got injured. Right, he messed up his knee. And he went in for surgery, and I'm I'm sure you know about this, yeah. but some of our listeners may not. He went in for surgery, and while he was uh, while he was under, his heart stopped. Mm-hmm. He was he was actually legally dead um, for some period of time, not that long. Uh, they they were able to bring him back, but when he came back from that, he came like he found himself in a spot where he felt like he had lost his his drive to be creative and to to perform musically and and to write for all of these different projects that he had going cuz he had a ton going mm-hmm. and he he fell into a depression during it and uh the the first song that he wrote coming out of that was uh, Vampire of Time and Memory mm-hmm. which was it that that was what that was about and at what I what I read when I was when that album came out and I was reading a lot about it because I was like holy fuck New Queens of the Stone Age mm-hmm. uh, was that what really got it him back into it was he just had so many people coming by and being like hey man we should 
record something. We should do something. Mm-hmm. And and he eventually kind of made that breakthrough and put out that album. Um, thank God too, because man, his shit's so good. Yeah. His shit's so good. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was a really strong album. I like it a lot. Uh, like. Like I appear missing became one of my favorite songs oh, by that's them such a good overall. Song. Like I think that's one of their best God, songs. That's such a good song. Um, yeah, and, like, I think that's definitely my there. favorite song. Yeah, uh, and there's so much good shit on there. Like uh, if I had a tail, is fucking badass. Like every, I, I like I like everything on that album. Um, that that whole album is so strong. Yeah. Vampire of Time and Memory became one of my favorites very quickly. Yeah, yeah. just because it feels it feels really genuine and vulnerable in an interesting way mm-hmm. uh, that I hadn't yeah. seen for me. No, and it was it was definitely a new thing to hear from him because uh, nothing on the other stuff is really quite like that. Because uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the the uh, so so like the early albums, like if you're talking about the period like Rated R to Lullabies to Paralyze, you know, with Songs for the Deaf in the middle of those, of course. Um, like, yeah, every, like all the subject matter on those albums is just like really weird. Like, like a lot of it seems to have these weird, like Gothic undertones and like some, maybe some like occultism sprinkled in there, like especially stuff on a lullabies to paralyze and some of the, like the weirder radio bits on here. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know. Um, and it's like a lot of their stuff sounds like, uh, narrations of like a really fucking terrifying drug trip or something yeah i could, I could definitely <laughs> see that k-hole yeah yeah so here, here's a question i've got for you okay one of the ways that i've seen him describe his music mm-hmm. is like the rock version of, of electronic music what do you like does that does that resonate with you guys at all uh not really not particularly like, i don't is that yeah, all he, he said it's a heavy rock style with the structure of electronic music. Huh. I don't know when that quote is from, um, but it it was it was uh, that was that was his description for it. Um, oh, it must have been a while ago, like two thousand one. So that would have been pretty early in that career. Oh yeah, so you must be talking about yeah, I was the saying, early it really, shit where it's, it's just like riffs looped over and over again. Like that, like that kind of makes sense for like like their first album. Yeah, yeah. When it was seriously it, just riff like the same riff for six minutes. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, a lot I, of those I, songs. I, I could see I that. I guess because I saw I saw that quote and I was like, that doesn't. I'm not sure that. No, I think I think that. he must have been talking about the Earlier. first or yeah. album or something. Yeah, yeah, because I don't know. <laughs> oh man, songs for the deaf, man! What a what a what a fucking record! What a what a cool thing! God. Okay, so I have to mention some more things. I'm not done with things. That are awesome <laughs> this so all first right. of all, first of all, the, we already talked about the opening with yeah, with Clone Radio. Awesome. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, you know this track. Uh, the, this album also had like a negative track. Yeah, yeah. I, I did know about that one when I had the CD, because you could rewind. It wasn't the first track. It was like you would rewind the first track, and then it would go into negative time, and then you could listen yep, to it. Yep, and then it yeah. would just be, it would, say, it would like, say something. It yeah, would, it, yeah. Oh, I, I remember huh? that, yeah. What? And then it would just, like, give you, like, this kind of thumping ba- bass. You know, you can't actually, like, listen to that most of the time mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Uh, just because, uh, like, I think Spotify and iTunes have them in the actual track listing. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, no, Spotify has it as, as yeah, the first say, track. I definitely and that's, that as like, the first track. In the actual CD, that's all shifted up one, and you have to rewind yeah, the funny. first track like to that. hear that. Yeah. So, <laughs> funny, it, so it's called The Real Songs for the Deaf, yeah. and it's uh, it, it kind of makes sense if you think about it, because what it is is a bunch of really low bass warbling mm-hmm. that if you play over speakers, you can feel mm-hmm. uh, really distinctly. Yeah. So, sorry, go on. Anyways, uh, so... There's just so much cool shit about this album that I think is worth mentioning. So, uh... Anyway. Awesome opening, for one, with You Think I Ain't Worth a Dollar, But I Feel Like a Millionaire, which <laughs> yeah. I love so much. And the lyrics to that song are hilarious. Where he's like, metal heavy, soft at the core. I love that line. <laughs> um, <laughs> B-movie, give me some gore. <laughs> like, that shit. It's like, B-movie, give me some gore! <laughs> And it's just like the thing about the riffs they use on this album, like the riff for that song is so fucking simple. The da 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 It's like it's fucking three notes. But it just sounds so fucking thick and heavy. It sounds so good. Anyways, we already talked about No One Knows. Everyone knows that song. First It Giveth, the awesome like flamenco guitars are pretty cool. It's like a cool flavor to that song. Song for the Dead. I always mix up those songs. Song for the Dead. The fucking intro with the riff and the the drum fills is so fucking awesome. <laughs> I love it so much, and I still get like extremely amped up when I listen to that song. I don't know. And they do it at the at the end too, but. Dave Grohl is ripping that shit up on that song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude knows how to do a drum fill. Yeah, that's for sure. But anyways, um, the other ones I really like. I really like uh, Hanging Tree a lot, and that's one that never really comes up. Um, is that is that the one that has Mark Lanigan on it? Uh, no, Mark Lanigan is on No One Knows. Oh. It has uh, Elaine Johannes on oh, okay. It. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Um. Oh, wait, wait, no, I lied, I lied, I lied. You're right. Yeah. Uh, that so one like, has Mark Lanigan as yeah, main vocals. Yeah, okay. Lanigan wrote, co-wrote, No One Knows, uh, <laughs> and okay. Elaine Johannes co-wrote Hanging Tree. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I was pretty sure that was him. Because <laughs> um, he's got other ones, like he's on a track on a... Anyways, but I really like that song. I, uh... uh uh, what are the other ones? The fucking um, another love song. I oh like yeah, a lot. that was a pretty solid one. I like that one. That one sounds like a weird. Uh, it almost sounds like a fucked up like Santana song or something. To me. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a little, like, I'm a little torn on that one because really? I like that one. It just that one feels a little out of place to me. Yeah, it to me it sounded like it sounds pretty satirical to me. Like it yeah, sounds like no, a, like a stereotypical like California rock song, Wait, which doing, like, fits in totally. With yeah, the which I think is yeah, you know, yeah. Me, like yeah, intentional obviously. Um, but yeah, I, I like that. I yeah, I actually I like everything on here pretty pretty uh, solidly. I don't, the the only ones that like I, I'm eh about. No real opinion on uh on six shooter. Oh really? Yeah, I love six shooter. <laughs> I'm meh. Yeah. Uh, no real opinion on it. Uh, the thing about this album, though, for me is that I know every song, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I can think about every song on here and be like, oh yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. 
really, really distinctly. And that that might just be a product of having, like, listened to it so many times. It helps a lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, but there are, there are also parts that, like, that flow in, into each other really well. I think uh, Gonna Leave You and To Do It Again works mm-hmm. really well. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, Hanging Tree and To Go With The Flow mm-hmm. is similar. Um, I don't know, man. It's... I do you do you have any more that you want to hit on? Cause... Uh, so one of the things I didn't mention about Hanging Tree that I love so much is uh, when yeah they have the part like that and you have like the fucking wailing guitar like <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> Anyways, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's like yep. it's like the one note that he's like just banging like you hear the harmonics picking up and stuff and it's just got that great tone. It's like oh, it's so perfect. Oh, uh, this. Um, mm. Mm. I'm glad you guys like this album. I would have been real sad if you didn't. Cause, Did you think man. I didn't like this album? <laughs> I'm pretty we, sure we, I had like, established my love for this album with you. We haven't really, like, we've gone and seen Queens of the Stone Age together. But, like, it's the same way that it was with The Kills. Where, like, I knew that you liked them, but I guess I wasn't aware of how much you liked them. Yeah, no, because I introduced you to the kills, and I don't even think I like the kills anymore, to be honest. <laughs> you, uh, you didn't, you didn't introduce me to the kills. I heard the kills on my college radio station. Okay, I heard Black never Balloon. mind. But, uh, anyways, yeah, like you're definitely way more into them than I am. Uh, I was really into a couple of their albums when I was. You, yeah, I kind of, really I kind of had no that well. realization when we saw them. Like, I don't think I'm really into them anymore. Okay. Like, yeah. They're like the new album wouldn't be high on my list. <laughs> they've moved in. They've yeah. moved in such a different direction than when you were really deep into them. I don't. Well, like I don't know. I don't like. I'm not sure. I would even get much out of that stuff anymore. Really? Yeah. Okay. I just. I think I just kind of moved past it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Like the the kills were one that that like I didn't realize when we saw them until you told me how much you you did like them. When when you were into them, and I guess similar for Queens of the Stone Age, yeah. like, I know no, that, that was, you that was like their a shit. Weird thing. But... Like I had really liked them at one point, but I, like when we saw them, I had seriously not listened to the Kills in like probably four years. Mm-hmm. You know, so I didn't really have like yeah. an accurate I, memory of. And I remembered you not liking uh, Blood Pressures, their most recent. Yeah, album. I didn't really like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're totally different discussion. The Kills are a weird band, and they every album after No Wow has totally changed their sound. Uh, I don't know about totally. So, I wouldn't say totally. Yeah. I, I wouldn't call them a weird band I either. I wouldn't say. I would, I'm not saying like I wouldn't say totally changed. Yeah, like, they definitely yeah, changed a bit. Yeah. I I would say that they've changed quite a lot from from No Wow to Midnight Boom to Blood Pressures. Like I you could make the agree Midnight, to disagree. <laughs> Midnight Boom is just such a weird sounding album. Like. I don't know, but it has all the basis of that album is in their older stuff. Like it's the just way like the, the way the album drums evolution. are built, and like the way the guitar tones sound. Like it's all like part of what their sound is. That's what I'm saying. I don't like like I saw it as like a move to like you know uh, like a higher production value and just like kind of the complements of that to what their sound mm-hmm. already was. Mm-hmm. I didn't really see like a, a huge stylistic change in any way. Really. I when I when I listen to that, I I see a pretty distinct one. Just the the guitar doesn't have that that chainsaw quality anymore. Anyway, that's for another time. That's for another time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Queens of the fucking Stone Age. Songs for the deaf. What a hmm hmm. I like this album a lot. <laughs> okay. Any 
final thoughts before we i i have one piece of news but i i don't think it's hmm. we should probably just skip it skip you know it, I, skip it. I, if it's skip not it. if it's not actually good let's not do it please well you know it it is good but i was hoping for like the perfect transition i was hoping something uh, phil collins is coming back to doing music okay did he stop yeah he did he retired in 2011 oh really Huh. Yeah, he was he he retired to be a full time dad in 2011, oh. and he hasn't had a real album release since 2002. But now his kids are super into his music, so he's going to start touring again. Oh, super and, cool! Yeah, I mean, I mean, Phil Collins is kind of like he's an icon. He's a huge part of pop culture. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm interested to see what he does. For sure, like I and and you know if he comes through Seattle and I'm sure he will, I will consider getting a ticket. Word. That was that was really that was really the only big news thing that I wanted to to bring up. There was some other stuff that happened, but most of it I don't think is that interesting or important. Uh. Now I'm just looking at Anderson Pock and the fact that he used to record under Breezy Lovejoy, which is a pretty good name. Yeah, why did he change? Great name. <laughs> Because probably because Breezy Lovejoy doesn't sound hard enough. Gets me hard enough. Ha <laughs> ha! Okay. All right. Soundingboardpodcast at gmail.com is the email address. Please write in so we can avoid that in the future. Soundingboardpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we're working on a lot of things, man. We've got a lot of. A lot of little changes we're planning to make. We're planning to try and get some more artists in. Camden's got someone on the docket that he's mentioned to me. I've got someone on the docket oh, that I haven't even talked to. Of course, of course. Uh, we're there. There are other things that are slowly hey, in the works. <laughs> oh yeah, Jambe Jambe's inaugurable Jambe Jambe album will never come to a set of mics again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jambe Jambe, coming at you with Jambe, Jambe, Jambe Juice. Jambe might be over. <laughs> Jambe Jambe might have died on Thursday night. Yeah. <laughs> Alcohol poisoning? Uh, nope, just embarrassment. Just embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what happened? I feel like I missed something Story Thursday night. Story for another time. Yeah, yeah. for another time. Yeah, no, now I'm curious. All right, all right. We got to wrap it up. Uh, soundingboardpodcast at gmail.com is the email address. We'll have a Twitter when I get to... Fuck, dude. I don't know. Social media is hard. Social media is real hard. Thanks so much for joining me and talking with me about uh, Songs for the Deaf Guys. Uh, before course. we go, Camden. Yes. You've got the album pick for next week. I do. You do? I do. Well, what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so, so uh, fitting with my uh, recent classical phase, we're going to be listening to... Uh, a uh, some classical shit, and it is classical shit, shit is my is favorite album. Shit, shit. <laughs> so one of the composers I've been going through some works of is a uh, Richard Strauss, sorry, Richard Strauss. <laughs> Don't want to offend Ted here. Just saying. <laughs> mispronunciation. Um, so we're gonna do one of his uh, later works one of his uh pieces one of the ones he called to- a tone poem he did a lot of things that he called tone poems um one of them was the ones we just we talked about before the uh thus spoke 
the Spake Zarathustra, the, 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 you know, that one, the fucking one. Nietzsche shit. <laughs> I'm an educated man, okay? Yeah. Oh, I can college educated. Yeah. They don't. Gosh. They... What what the fuck is the name of your album, yeah, man? We're gonna hot... hit two hours unless we. Oh, we gotta hit two hours. That's why. I'm okay. All right. Let's let's do all that. Anyways, uh, we're doing a um an Alpen Symphony, Richard Strauss. It's one of his like later works it's basically a uh instrumental envisioning of climbing a mountain it's a very german thing it's incredibly german yeah it's about as german as it gets probably uh and then it's basically like a yeah so like a musical depiction of climbing a mountain coming back down um i really love it I've been really into it. I've listened to it a lot since I since I first heard it. It's like a huge orchestra piece. It's like 140 musicians. Um, it's big. Really awesome. So we're going to get into that next week. Fantastic. Yeah. That sounds real. That actually does sound super cool. Mm-hmm. And that might maybe kickstart me to actually listen to some classical music maybe. Probably Oh, you haven't not. listened to it yet? Oh, fuck no. What? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's going to go on my list right under uh, Gangstar and the next uh, the next uh, Drive-By Truckers album. Yeah, I'm pretty sure all I'm going to listen to for months is hip-hop and classical. It's going to be a good couple months. <laughs> That's a, you should start making some mashups, man. No, I would not do that to the world. I, I bet you could come up with, the, there could be some cool shit. All right, bye. <laughs> yeah. All right, soundingboardpodcast at gmail.com. Richard Strauss, Ricard Strauss. Thank you. Join us next week. Same podcast time, same podcast place. Same website. Good night, guys. Good night. See ya.